0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the power man podcast. My name is Rory Podcat, and I am, as always, your very humble host. Thank you so much for being here today. Had some recent experiences that I think, uh, you know, are, are worth sharing. And so today's episode is going to be, uh, going to be about that. Last time we talked about, uh, marriage and the feedback we got on that was huge. Um, I want to thank all you guys that are, that are out there listening to this. And, uh, we got a lot of response from some ladies on this last episode and most of it was pretty spot on. Most of it was, I'm glad you're teaching these guys this. Um, (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself, so on and so forth. I did have a couple of, of moms who were like, Hey, that's total crap. You know, blah, blah, blah. We're partners, yada, yada. Yeah. Hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's not how guys look at it. Um, I want to thank all of, uh, all of the, um, ladies though, for following the podcast and for throwing in your opinions, because even the ones that disagreed with me, um, still very much respect it and I'm very happy for you to be a listener. Hope that you are encouraging your husband, boyfriend, significant other, whatever it may be, uh, to listen as well. Um, keeping in the vein of working on your marriage, working on being a better father, being a better husband, which is what we do here. I want to talk about a, uh, a thing that, that us guys tend to do and, um, and the damage that it causes and how we can start to repair that damage and maybe avoid it in the future. And it's called moving on. As men, we are very good at moving on. You know, hey, whatever that was, that was in the past. Okay, let's move on. We move past things. You know? Um, And unfortunately, the world expects us to be able to do just that. While we are uh, criticized for doing it, Uh, on a regular basis, we are also expected to be able to do it when it's, you know, convenient, inconvenient, whatever the case might be for uh, um, our wives, our families, our friends, our neighbors, whatever it might be. So it's a bit of a conundrum because it's something that we've just done forever. Uh, This weekend, uh, we had uh, the memorial service for the friend of mine who took his own life and it was two months after the event happened. And, um, I mean, look, the family has to do whatever they have to do. And I, I respect that, but I noticed how I handled it. And, you know, while I mourned the loss of this friend, I, uh, I had moved on. I had started the healing process. I had simply put it away and said, wow, that was awful. But you know what? I have a job to do. I have a family to care for. I can't sit here and cry in my beer. It's time to keep moving. And so I had started moving forward. I had started moving on. And then when we had this event come up, this celebration of life uh, that we had to attend, um, It was like reaching in and ripping open all the old wounds. (laughs) We had to to start over again. And I couldn't figure out why I was annoyed by it. Because I'm like, my God, this is his family. Look, we're, we're going. We support the family. But why am I annoyed by this? And the fact of the matter is, is I was annoyed by it because I had already started moving on. And there was an external circumstance that pulled me back in and made me Go back. Have a guy in one of my groups was talking about how he had an argument with his wife one time and she was bringing things up that were, you know, 10 years old, 15 years old, decades old. And, um, he didn't even remember half of the event or incident or whatever it was, but it still clearly was bothering her or was bothering her at that time. And he said, you know, I, I don't even know how to deal with this because I've moved on. And he said, it wasn't that I was upset that she was upset about it because if she's upset about it, no, that's her, those are her feelings. They matter. They're real. I want to, I want to be here. I want to be part of the solution. He said, but I've moved on. It's in the past. I think our, our soldiers get dinged with this a lot. I know, uh, I know a lot of men. I've come in contact with a lot of men who deal on the daily with ferocious PTSD. Every one of them is simply trying to move on. And what makes that hard is that society expects them to just move on. So again, it's this catch 22. It's a problem that we do it, but we're fully expected by our wives, our kids, our families, our, our neighbors, our, our society to do it. So how do you fix this stuff? How do you fix this stuff? How do we get out of this conundrum? where we're more in trouble no matter what we do, right? Well, the first thing we do is we take some more, a uh, uh, sip of some more coffee, so. <clears throat> Pardon me, boy, I, this weather change is just absolutely kicking me in the shins. Oh, good stuff. Deep, dark, rich, bold, beautiful, just like my wife. Anyway, um, what do we do? How do we deal with what's happening to us and deal with the expectation? It's a tough one, guys. If you really, really think about it, this is uh <laughs> this happens to all of us. There isn't one of you listening right now that hasn't in in some argument somewhere said, "Wow, that's." In the past, didn't we get past that? We're we're over that. That was how many years ago? That was this. That was, you know, I'm past that. I've moved on. There isn't one of us that hasn't had that happen at least once. And I had another big reminder this weekend. Um, I listened to a really old podcast podcast. Um, and I say really old. It was four years old. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't really old. It was, you know, it was old, uh, an old podcast. Um, uh, not one of mine. Uh, but it was, a, a a neat podcast that was going on. The guy has since stopped doing it. Uh, it was called elevate. And I, if you look it up, there's a thousand podcasts called elevate. Um, this guy was one of them and he interviewed my son, uh, my older son, Caden. And it was when Caden was, uh, leaving home, you know, moving to Florida, uh, starting his business, you know, the whole bit, uh, the world was his oyster. He was all about positivity. And, you know, I mean, 19 and, and heading off to, to start his own thing, you know, full of life and vibrance in the whole bit. And so, you know, these guys had met and he said, Hey, you know, you're, you're 19, you're an inspiration. I want to interview you. So he has him on the podcast and I'm listening to the podcast and he starts telling his story and he's like, you know, you've had to overcome a lot of adversity in your life. You know, Caden, why don't you tell me about it? Tell, tell us your story. And at the time when I heard it, you know, I was in a totally different place than I am now. I mean, four years ago, I was a different man. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I, if you knew me four years ago, I was not. The man I am sitting here today, I had lost hope. I had very little vision for my future. I was in survival mode, struggling. My only concern was putting food on the table and giving my my wife and my kids every possible thing that I could give them if I had a free moment and I thought about taking care of myself, I said, nope, I can't do that. I can't spend one minute taking care of myself. I have to, you know, donate that minute. I have to devote that minute towards them somehow. If I'm taking care of me in that minute, that means that's a minute I could be using to take care of them. I've got to take care of this stuff. And that was my life. Working almost 80 hours a week, multiple jobs, sleeping a couple hours a night, doing everything I could to to make time just to get to my kids' games and things like that because I didn't have any other free time. But I was a different man than I am now. As I sit here today, I look around at, you know, my house. Uh, I look around at you know, my family. I look around at where we are. I look around at what I've built with my podcast, being able to, you know, do this for a living at work. Uh, I, I'm totally past it. I've moved on. And when I first heard this podcast, I, I heard my son tell his story, you know, about how we lost everything, you know, a decade ago and, um, how it impacted him and so on. And the first. I don't know, 20 times I listened to it four years ago, I was just proud of him. I I was so proud because I knew he was going to do this thing. and, And I felt like, Hey, all the work I've put in actually, uh, amounted to something because here he goes living his best life. No matter how hard things got, I still managed to find a way to give him everything he needed so that he could go and do what he wanted to do. And so I just took a little pride in it, you know? But in my heart of hearts, I moved past all of it. I moved past all the struggle. I moved past, you know, uh, us losing everything. And because I had moved past it, I managed to put an expectation on my wife and my kids that they move past it too with me. Well... I'm listening to this podcast that, you know, it came up in conversation. It was funny. And then I went and found it, you know, and then I started listening to it again uh, this past weekend. And um, I got to actually hear the words that were between the lines. And I didn't just, you know, listen to the podcast. You know, I, I actually heard what my son was saying. It was very hard to take. You know, as men, we move on from these things. We do our best to fix them, and then we get out of the situation we're in, and we're like, oh, good, we're, we're, we're good again, right? And we move past it. We move on. Our kids don't. Our wives don't. The events that happened where we lost everything, um, they impacted my children very hard. And no matter how many good things happen moving forward, and no matter how much we recover from it, it's never going to actually go away. Now, like everything, it will hurt less with time but it will never be gone. And, you know, I started to think of uh, uh, this analogy that, that I used a long time ago with my son on, on some other topic, but it's about if if a drop of ink falls into a bowl of milk. You know, so picture that for a minute the milk will never be pure again. The ink is going to turn it a darker shade. It's going to, you know, turn into something else. It's polluted, right? Well, you can pour more good milk into the bowl. And it'll become lighter in color, and it'll start to look a little more like, you know, unblemished milk. And the more good, clean, wholesome milk you pour into that bowl, the whiter and and cleaner it will become. And as fathers, as husbands, as men, what we do is we figure, hey, you know what, we've we've poured enough milk in that bowl that everything's fine now. The, The ink's no longer there, let's all just move on. And what we fail to realize is that no matter how much milk you pour into that bowl... That ink will never, ever be gone. And that milk will never, ever be pure again. It's a hard thing to realize because as fathers, especially as husbands, we we do make mistakes. But we're fixers. Men are fixers. And so when we fix the mistake, we want the mistake to go away. And if that mistake still lingers, still bothers our wives or our kids, if it still bothers the people that are around us, if it comes up later in conversation, if it's something that is still worried about or feared or, you know, still annoys someone, you know, we we get angry because to us it's fixed. We've moved on. And therein lies our conundrum. You see, I've, I've had these things come up here recently. I've, I've been face to face with this phenomenon and, um, I've looked at how I've tried to handle it in the past. And one of the things that I've managed to do over the last four years, and and one of the things I've, I've managed to help um, hundreds of men with um, in the last two, you know, three years is understanding not only that we have these issues, but how to make them better how to lessen the pain, how to do the best that we can. Now, in a perfect world, we would never make mistakes, and we'd never have this problem. But we're men. (laughs) We're going to make mistakes. You can't do as much as we do, okay? You can't have the responsibilities that we have. You can't push to the nth degree every day of your life, trying to be a better man, a better father, and not Make a mistake somewhere along the way. So gentlemen, this is going to happen. I mean, this is something we're going to have to deal with. In my life, what I've, what I've noticed since this all came up, and I've really done a little review of, of where I am, there is a way to actually get past this stuff. But, but it's tricky. And there are three things that, that I do, that I hope you will consider doing to continue to deal with these things. Because again, it just can't be fixed. It's something that's going to be ongoing, that you're going to have to continually work on, that you're going to have to you know, work through, even though you've moved on. The first one is you have to accept it. You have to accept the fact that while we've moved on, our wives, our kids, they can't. You know, it's, it's the old adage when you take a plate and you throw it on the floor. <laughs> it breaks into, you know, 50 pieces. You pick up all the pieces, you look at them and you say, I'm sorry. Did the plate go back together? those traumas those those things that happen you know they never go away and while we move on we have to accept that they don't how many times have you had an argument with your wife about something that happened in the past and the biggest part of your argument is it's in the past why can't you move on Guys, that is the answer. She can't. Your wives and kids can't move on. So accept that. Put your anger about it away and deal with it. Because, gentlemen, when you accept the fact that that they don't have the option of just moving on and forgetting about it, that it's always actually going to be there, then you can deal with it. You're no longer angry about the fact that it's still there. When this stuff comes up, the moment you become angry about them not moving on, you've lost. You've lost them. You've lost yourself. You've lost your way. So accept this as a truth. The second thing that you can do is you can learn from it. If something is still hitting them that hard, whatever it was you did or you let happen or whatever it was, you know, in in my case, there's been a, a million of these, right? Whatever it was that happened that is still there that they haven't moved on from, you have to learn from it. You have to say to yourself, wow, when this happened, It was so bad to them that they can't move on. It's a permanent scar. You have to look at that, guys, and you have to say to yourself, man, this may not have been a big deal to me. I mean, I may not be carrying this scar. I might not have been wounded that badly by this thing. But they were. and if they were then it's real and if it was that bad then gentlemen it's something that you have to you have to absolutely decide is never going to happen again you have to be resolute that that will never happen again learn from it And the third thing that you need to do to move forward, to move on, to help them move on, okay, is you have to start pouring that milk. You have to realize that 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 wound is bigger than you ever thought it was. And so you have to start pouring as much milk as you can So that you can minimize that blemish, that wound, that scar that still hasn't quite healed. The more milk you pour into that bowl, the better things will get. And again, it will never ever be gone. It will never, ever be pure again, but you can get damn close. And the more milk you pour and and the more good times you put in and the more uh, things that you do that are counter to whatever it was that you, you did wrong, the more positive that you put in, the more deposits you make into the emotional bank accounts of your wives and your kids, the better the whole picture looks. The less noticeable that blemish becomes. And when that thing becomes so small, when the percentage of the ink in the milk is so minute, because you've poured so much milk into that bowl, when it becomes so small, then there's a chance that they can actually move on and it will be effectively gone. Even though practically, it will never actually cease to exist. Gentlemen, you got to keep pouring that milk. You got to keep putting in the effort. You got to keep putting in the good times. You got to replace the old, the the bad memory with, with good ones. If you had a bad time, then the more good times you can pile up, the better those percentages look. And, And guys, this isn't some sort of, you know, cutting edge theory. I mean, this is math. It's physics. And it's very, very real. So like I said, we like to move on, yes. And we're expected to move on ourselves, yes. I mean, if your wife or kid did something to you 10 years ago, you are not allowed to bring it up. You know that. You have to move on. We're expected to move on. But the problem is we can't expect them to have to do the same. The rules are not the same. You know this. So accept it. Accept that the rules are not the same. That's number one. Accept it. And that'll help you put away your anger about it. Number two, you got to learn from it. You can never let it happen again. Once that wound happens, you can never, never let them be hurt by the same thing again. And number three, keep piling the good times on top of the one bad one. Keep pouring that milk into that bowl. And eventually, you will all be able to move on. Gentlemen, nothing in your world is unfixable if we get out of our own way. And no matter what the situation is, and no matter what the wound was, it's only hopeless if you walk away. It's only failure if you stop trying. And you're better than that. Never stop trying. 99.9% of being a good husband and a good father is given a damn. And always trying to be a good husband or a good father. Don't ever give that up. Because you are worth it. And I hope, I hope that you understand that you have to believe it. Until next time.